The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. The Washington Commanders went up to Owing Mills there in Maryland to do joint practice with Baltimore Ravens. They did it on Tuesday. They did it on Wednesday. Tomorrow is a rest day. So these will be the only two joint practices. Trev, how good has it been to have a joint practice session back for this team? It's awesome, bro. All these new faces we got, all these playmakers we have. It's great to go up against somebody else other than yourselves all camp long, all offseason long. Um, we've been hunkering down for joint practices ever since we had one with the Houston Texans and that whole fiasco. Um, we've been trying to, you know, get it to happen. And it finally made it happen. Mm. And why not with our Battle of the Beltway opponents, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar mm. Jackson, OBJ, Zay Flowers, the trio of running backs, Mark Andrews. So I'm all, I was here for it. I, I enjoyed watching what I did. Shout out to the Ravens too for live streaming it. That's pretty cool. So big, big thing there for them to live stream it yesterday. There was just content galore for everybody. This time today, though, there was a little bit of an issue with that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, Steve, who got to go to it from the Command This podcast. Steve says they were quick on the draw to shut down any cell phone camera footage yesterday after the leaked videos yesterday. Some of those videos weren't even leaked. Some of those videos were just clipped from the broadcast. Mm-hmm. But you noticed today's broadcast hyper focused on the ravens mm. not so much on the commander's stoner i yeah. know this upsets you because you had this going on in the background yeah yeah you know they they were trying to really highlight the the ravens quite a bit it was it was weird that they were focused so much because look the offense for the ravens is on one field against the commander's defense on the other field mm-hmm. it's flipped obviously they only got one camera one stream but they have a they can decide which one they're going to show. So they were only showing usually the Ravens offense. And then when they did show the Ravens defense against the Commanders offense, they were doing tight close-ups of like individual players on the Ravens instead of for us to be able to see Sam Howell cooking out there. Mm-hmm. I think they were burned from all the talk yesterday was all about Sam Howell mm-hmm. and this offense cooking the Ravens defense. And they didn't like that. <laughs> they didn't like that they were getting all the love, that the commanders were getting all the love. So, yeah, it was a little bit annoying that they did that today. But, man, just to be able to have the opportunity to not be there. And and Steve was talking about how they were shutting down the cell phone footage. I was trying to figure out a way to go to practice. And I was going to be able to go with Steve. Because you know how they do tickets there? They do it per car, yes. not per person. So if I, Steve and I could have hooked up, he had a parking pass, then we could I could have gone into practice. But by then, clown car just fit thing. it fit in everybody. You got somebody laying across yeah. the lap and all that. So shout out to Steve though that you know he he reached out and said, hey, I can come get you. Let's go. Let's do that. And I was like, I just can't pull it. Uh, but yeah, they were shutting down the camera footage from everybody in the stands today. They don't let. Um, any nobody but kids can get autographs mm-hmm. from the players. I think that's they an awesome thing. I think that's awesome too. I have I have 
it's ready to be hung up over here. But I have a Terry yeah. McLaurin for my time at camp last year. But yeah, I do think I think that's an awesome thing here. Well, I, who I, got you that autograph? I was Stoner who got it because I didn't. I, I he just didn't want to do it. I don't. I don't. I, I don't it. do. I don't do gr- groups of people. I like yeah, to keep yeah. my space. And then plus, like, you have this again. I'm a larger person. You, go, reaching over the top of of like kids, kids and, and yeah, even yeah. adults, like just me, like like it just it just seems a poor. But I mean, last year there was like a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, 10, that's, that's that's fair. <laughs> like Gregory hit us with the wolves, which uh, is that's the wrong button. Wrong this button. is the right button. <laughs> oh, I thought uh, you were doing there that. for for the wolves. You talked Sam Howe, mm. Rev. Yeah, he's been the talk of the town. Stoner is slowly coming to the howler side. Where, where, where are you? You've been, you've been missing in our lives for, for a couple of weeks here. So where do you stand with Sam Howell, what you've seen over the last few weeks? Bro, I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm more confident than I was, honestly, about two or three weeks ago. I've always been a Sam Howell fan. For one, he was a Tar Heel, and two, he was just the Cowboys game. And, you know, so I've been advocating for it. But um, so far in camp, he's lighting it up, bro. And he's, he's, Acting like he's been there before. He's cool, calm, collected. He's not, you know, making any erratic mistakes. The mistakes he does make, he comes right back the next down or next series and corrects them. He has great yeah. accuracy. Uh, the receivers, of course, you kind of have to talk great about him because we did with Taylor Heineke, but we really know the truth about that. But you can tell a difference in the way they're talking about Sam Howell this year. Like they're more passionate about it. They're more focused into it. Sam's out here cooking, as Stoner said. He's dealing. Um, and I'm glad that that um, he did at did at Baltimore Ravens camp. Obviously, he did some success if they don't want to show him on their live stream anymore. He must mm-hmm. be doing something right. Marlon Humphrey is praising them. So, like, hey, I'm I'm ready for week one. Sam Howe is QB1. The competition is no more. Yeah. There is one. There is no more yeah. competition. Jacoby Brissett is number two from the well, what do you think of Ron Rivera today when asked that question? Says he's still not ready to name him the starter. Rob Rivera is never ready to make a decision about anything <laughs> Washington Commanders related until week one. Like I think he does it is. Saturday. I think he, he does it Saturday. He's just being coy. They yeah. know that Sam they Howell do. is the starter. This is not this is not a big deal. Uh, Stoner, I'm not sure if you actually have any videos cut up for us, but I want to share this one video that they okay. shared out, and it is that sidearm because yes. it is this mm-hmm. is just just a beautiful thing. Pretty. All right. So I'm going to share this uh, Chrome tab here. We'll make sure this is the right one. Um, and so this here is just a thing of beauty as Sam Howell's mm-hmm. rolling out to his left sidearm throw to Diami, oh. and the ball is on the money. Yeah. Listen. Lots of space for Diami. <laughs> this is just so good. It's it not just a cool throw. It is a perfect throw, as you said, Nathan. On the money, Diami's not breaking stride, and he's and he throws it sidearm, going left. Yes, going to his left, sidearming it. Coincidence or not, on the day after, Chris Sims goes on national TV and says <laughs> Sam Owl can't throw sidearm. Yeah, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but whatever. Yeah, right, that's a thing of beauty. And it's scary. I'm. I told Nate, uh, Trev yesterday in our daily commanders update. I'm getting scared because it's what he's doing in camp 
is too good. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm getting good. scared because don't be. That's well, I'm not out, used lady. to this. I'm not used to this, to seeing this and to feeling this and everything that's going on. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Something I I don't understand what's going on. I was an absolute anti Howell guy. Yeah, and I'm not. I haven't Very done a complete 180. I have not done a complete 180, but I'm past yeah. 90 of the 180. Something's moving with Stoner. Something's moving in the pants. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, because he's everything that you said, Trev. Everything you said about what he's doing in camp and how he's correcting his own mistakes, and he does completely understand this offense you know he has the physical tools that was never a question right it's most quarterbacks do but he does have a little bit extra but what he did in the preseason game show me a bad game he's had at the nfl level i understand it's preseason game so far but in his preseason games last year he played extremely well in the final regular season game he played pretty well let's not get too crazy Right. And in the preseason game so far, and in the joint practices, which are just as important as a preseason game, because mm-hmm. it's even more important, I think, he's been excellent. He's been better than average. He, he's been getting a lot of praise, not just from the Washington players, Washington media. National media is starting to notice Sam House got some something to him. And the Ravens players were getting out there and talking quite uh nice yeah. about sam Howell, so i think that it is definitely time for stoner to break out the Come tractor on. so break let's it. let's let's see how it is let's make stoner the big screen here oh i get the big screen on on yeah. on the live on, on the, the live for yeah. the tracker yeah. you can still hear trev and i in the background but yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a big board you need the big screen all right well look i mean he's just racking up practice after practice after practice on the good side with the green, it's it's crazy what's going on. He's stacked. This will now be today. I mean, you've heard me talk about it, so you know I'm going green. I'm not even taking the red marker out. TJ, just telling you, throw away the red marker. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be, I believe, eight consecutive good practices. And, again, this is not that he's dominating or anything like this. This is just where everybody, all the reports are coming out saying that he – is playing well. He's doing things right. He's not dominating, but he's doing things right. And that's the best thing that you can add. I mean, he has dominated some practices, but nobody's has these underlying tones or underlying tweets of saying, you know, he really struggled with his footwork today oh, yeah. or, you know, any of those things. So I'm marking it up. The black marker, by the way, has already died. <laughs> What's going on? So I had to go to blue over here. I mean, I just bought this. Yeah. This cheap expo crap. Anyway. Well, next day prime some green markers for Stoner. Everything's yeah. dry over here. Maybe that's gonna be our next uh sponsorship is uh expo markers. Well, I just call them cheap and terrible product. I don't know if they're gonna be <laughs> too edit that out. But yeah, I, okay. yeah, I can edit yeah. So it's eleven to five right now in favor of good practices right. over it's almost a full season right practices. there. Yeah, we'll take I mean, it. I mean, I'm just going to keep this right here for now until somebody tells me otherwise, as in 17 and 0 until there you go. 17 and 0 until we find out otherwise. Absolutely. Washington over the last couple of days seems to have gotten the better of 
the Ravens in practice. We're talking mm-hmm. great about Sam Howell here. Matthew Paris had tweeted out earlier uh, that the Ravens brought a ton of pressure on third down, and Sam Howell was doing a great job getting the ball out fast to hit McLaurin for a first down, and that connection was just on one today. Now, that was actually a tweet yesterday from Matthew Paris, but even today, we heard good things coming out, and so one of the things we wanted to talk about was who our you know top performers here were. So who was your best performer, Trav, for these Ravens hmm. uh, mini camps that they've been doing together, these practice sessions? I'm going to have to go with the general, like the most obvious one, Emmanuel Forbes, bro. Hmm. Um, for me, I ever since the draft was like, we passed up on Christian Gonzalez, we passed up, passed up on Deion Banks, and we got Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, and then the stat came out, he led the FBS and, and picked sixes. And then you hear Ron Rivera saying during OTAs he's a ball hawk and he knows you know this and that. And then you hear about it again in, in camp against our own players, which that's you know expected to happen. It's every day. But then you see him out there lining up against who? OBJ. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy gets to line up against OBJ in practice. Not Kendall Fuller. Not yeah. Not Kendall Fuller. Not Danny Johnson. Not BSJ. Not uh, Wild Goose. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it's Manuel Forbes. The, the skinny kid, rail-looking kid that everybody said he doesn't have the weight or the size to compete. Um, you saw in the preseason with that hit stick in the for the loss against the running back when he had that tackle in the backfield. And then and then OBJ in practice, he's locking them down. OBJ beat him on a double move today, I think, but uh, Forbes made up the space and got a PBU. So, like, I'm going to go with Forbes just for a young guy, not your average cornerback or outside cornerback size, and he's going up against one of the greatest receivers in the game still today. He held his own. So, yeah, a lot of concern there with Forbes was kind of his size, right? He's a taller, mm-hmm. lankier dude. You look at those legs, and I mean, those. I mean, I have the the graphic <laughs> up right now <laughs> yeah. with him there, and those are some tiny legs. Oh, they are some t- You, this is the calf that we need to protect. That, that <laughs> yeah. our yeah. brand new calf coach that's going to hire. Yeah. And he got that dog in him. He, he, he is. He's got that little little tussle on the field yesterday. And I think that's what I really appreciate. I've seen some good things from Forbes and Stoner. You said he was one of the standouts when you got to go to the practice uh, last week. But he to, he went up against, like you said, OBJ. He's going up against these physical wide receivers, and he's showing that his size, his tallness – is 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 going to keep him there. He's got the mm-hmm. speed. He he seems to be doing good. He did get beat on that double move and Mark Bullock had tweeted out that that was even a problem for him at Mississippi mm. State. Yep. Was something that so that's going to be something he's going to have to work on and something that, you know, Jack Del Rio is going to have to make sure that he we maybe gets that safety help uh, mm-hmm. in case there's a double move every now and then. Of course, the play that we saw him getting beat on a on a double move, the safety had moved over uh, far away. Thankfully, Lamar Jackson not on top of it as mm-hmm. far as those passes, and Forbes was able to break those up. He is doing something special. I, am, I, I was very happy with the pick, and I am definitely happy now because he seems mm-hmm. to be doing some great things. You're going to need that depth. Stoner, who was your best performer in these practice sessions man this is this is hard because i there was so much to really like on both sides of the ball so uh defensively 
You talked about Forbes already. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of um, Cody Barton. Oh. He's, he's, flash. he's locked down. Look, he's locked down that middle linebacker if they ever go to 5-1-5. He's or flash. today he's looked really good. They were doing 4-1-6s out there. I don't know if we've seen that before. They were they were he's the guy out there, not Jamin. Uh-oh. So take that for what it's worth. They were bringing curl down into the box to be kind of that second linebacker when they were doing 4-1-6s today. So but Cody Barton has flashed absolutely. He does have the speed that I don't think we thought he has. So he does have the speed. Now he's he's got to work on his angles and all that. He's got stuff to work on, but yeah, but he's there's, there's a couple gaps that he shot that were like you, that's where you see the the speed and that's where you see those flashes. But he he shoots it at the the wrong time or he shoots yeah. it and then puts himself out of position. So the, yep. hopefully those things get worked because he does. I, I mean, the linebacker position has been kind of devalued, just kind of like running backs. But if you yeah. get a good one, a thumper, a guy who can just rack up some tackles, that's important. One of the biggest reasons why Washington has gone to that five one five front was because the linebackers were just getting eaten alive. So they said, fine, we've got great defensive uh, linemen. We're just going to stop you at the point of attack. Right. And it's worked. But now if you get a Cody Barton out there, it's going to be good. Stoner, real quick, who was yeah. this? Who were the six? Do you remember those names? The six DBs? Yeah, so it would have been four defensive linemen who we could assume who those would be. Cody right. Barton as your middle linebacker. And then right. who, who would have been the extra one? Because normally in a five set, you see Fuller, BSJ, Forbes. Yep. Okay, those are your, the and then as the safeties you have Defoe and uh, Cam Curl. So right. who was who was the sixth person out there? A couple Quan? of times I saw um, Quan, Martin Quan Martin was at times, and then there was Percy Butler at times. Yeah, Percy Butler's starting to kind of come along there, which is nice to see. Quan Martin looking better. I saw the question in the chat earlier. Has he kind of? come back from a very a, not a great game against the Browns. Got to remember this is a young kid he's being yeah, you know person. a lot under his belt. Love to see them continue go to him because I do think there's the talent there with Quan Martin. Let and, me hear from you those who are watching in the chat who your best performer is as I'm prepared to give you mine. So I'm because I'm I'm uh, but I am interested in the chat. Stoner, you had something before I go to mine? Yeah, just um there's the obvious of how was fantastic for the last couple of days. And his owner likes to do this, Trev, where he just gives out the full list instead of, I asked for one and he's just like, let me, uh, well, it's not this guy. It's the, but I'm going to say this guy, but here's your best one. Cody Parton is, is my guy because the others are obvious. I mean, McLaurin is going to do his thing and, and, and Jahan Dotson is going to do his thing. And who's the quarterback throwing it to him. Right. So, that's been really – but I wanted to point this out. So the answer is Cody Barton for me. But I just want to point this out from uh, from a Ravens beat reporter. Lamar Jackson and the first-team offense in the morning session, he was 8 for 19 during the 11-on-11s, and he was 3 for 7 during the 7-on-7s. Seven Visibly and, getting frustrated uh, and against – There were times where, you know, he just had bad throws. There were times when there was just nobody open. We saw the clip of Cam Curl locking down Mark Mark Andrews. And if you look at the full clip, if you look at the other receivers, he had to go there, Lamar did, because there was nobody else open. Everybody was locked down. And he just went to his trusted guy, his tight end, Mark Andrews, and it wasn't there, and Cam Curl knocked it away. 
So I just want to point that out as to kind of focus that the defense uh, had an excellent couple of yeah. days as well. Jonas Schaffer with or Schaefer with the uh, tweet there on the Ravens commanders joint practices have wrapped up. Second hour was much more chill than the first. Lamar Jackson in the first team offense did not have a good morning. He had Lamar at 8-19 on the 11-11s, 3 for 7 on the 7-7s. Seven Drops and pass breakups are there, but several misses too. Again, Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner. Thanks for that tweet seven, information in there. 7-on-7, seven seven, you should be putting up Lighten just ridiculous up. numbers because yeah. you have no rush come at you. Yeah. So you just find it's, the guy that's glorified one-on-one. Yeah, it is. And we know how one-on-ones favor the wide receivers. Uh, TJ going with Sam, Nicole going with Sam. Nicole's a Sam guy. I don't think Nicole's ever going to go. Yeah. Go not, not Sam on that one. Uh, Gregory pet going with Dotson who has looked absolutely uh, phenomenal. Uh, Biggie best performance, Josh Harris for just being at practice. <laughs> uh, Allison Diami Brown. Dark Horse Camp MVP. A lot of people expect that North Carolina connection to do some good this year. Uh, metaphor all day, Sam. Uh, Sam's developing. Yeah. Uh, so Sam Howe's an obvious choice because he's definitely been the talk of the town. I I know this is another kind of obvious choice, like Stoner pointed out, but I am going to go with Gregory here and say that Jahan Dotson whew, is just absolutely just Filthy. dominant he's this is, this is ridiculous we we knew there was that potential in this player he had a he had a pretty good rookie year mm-hmm. he is going to if sam Howell is the guy we want him to be which isn't even top five qb he just needs to be middle of the pack qb mm-hmm. Jahan dotson's gonna have a breakout year and people will be talking about this Washington wide receiver room just because Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson might be end up being the best tandem in the NFL. Jahan Dotson is that good. I, 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 I don't like getting hyperbolic there, Nathan. I'm with you. I'm not fenced I'm sitting you. on this one. This is <laughs> Jahan Dotson. The more yeah. and more I see from him, the more and more he just impresses me. He might end up being wide receiver one in two years. Maybe not this year, Trev. Maybe not this year, but he might end up being wide receiver one because he is just absolute nasty. Those routes that he breaks, those those are ankles breaking. Okay? Those, I mean, he is just straight up a filthy route route runner, and I just love seeing it. It's great. When he hit that spin move last year on the New York Giants, I was like, Mm. welcome to the NFL, John Dotson. You have a ride. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's something special <laughs> here. Yeah, Allison, elite route runner. Uh, metaphor, Patrick Mahals, Jared Trout uh, saying Jahan's going to be insane. Absolutely. Gus uh, Bus, wow. That's Dots a good, uh, uh, some good AB84 mm-hmm. feels. Antonio Brown. Uh, that, Antonio Brown was the best wide receiver, I think, for four years. For four, yeah. about four years. Yeah, he was catching like 130 balls, man. Yeah, it, it, he was he was something special, and Jahan Dotson has that something special as well. Let's move on to the opposite side of this. Who has been the worst performer? Stoner, uh, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I called him out earlier. I think Jamin Davis is he's not having a good camp overall. He's more than anything. What have you guys heard from Jamin Davis? The legal I mean, stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, You've heard yeah. nothing about his on-field stuff. No. And when you have when you have a guy who is drafted because of his sideline to sideline abilities, that's what it was all about with him. His speed, yep. his ability yep. to cover guys. And then you go out in the offseason, you get up, you pick up a, a Cody Barton, who's not known for that. And then he takes over that job when you go to one linebacker. That's not a good sign for a Jamin Davis. And no, it's not. He's your first round pick. He's your first ever pick of this regime. And he's in year three. And if he hasn't got it by year three, he hasn't yeah, got, it. got it. Yeah. But, you know, he, he can be a productive player. He's just not going to be that first round pick, sideline to sideline, lock down their tight ends, the opposing tight ends, make plays all over the field. He's not that guy. So, and and we just haven't barely seen him in any of the training camp. The last two practices with Baltimore, nobody said anything about him because he's not flashing. He's not doing anything. He so, progressed really well throughout the season. Right, and this yeah. was supposed to be the season we were supposed to take a turn, as Gregory said, and we kind of mentioned there. But he's got a lot on his mind. There's a lot of those legal issues he's got to get resolved. He might be doing 30 days jail time yeah. at some point during the season. He could you know, be. If, if they're not able to move that past the season. So this is going to be something to really kind of worry about there uh, as far as him. Uh, make sure everyone gets in their – their worst performer for it as we get around here. So we'll move these things a little bit quicker here. Trev, who has been your worst performer? Kendall Fuller. Hmm. Wow. Really? You hate Kendall Fuller. He, he Bro, just we got I mean, burned. Not, you know he got I mean. burned when I was watching the Ravens and, <laughs> and practice the other day. He got yeah. burned. He's just not, and he's not lining up against the number ones anymore. Yeah. Forbes is a kid. I mean, you don't really hear much about Kendall Fuller in training. You don't see any highlights mm. for Kendall Fuller. You don't really hear anything about it so i'm just gonna go with yeah. kendall fuller mm, that's then, harsh i, I think it is harsh. Well, i mean you're no no you're right trev i'm just saying it's <laughs> it's harsh yeah, yeah. Right. washington was has been very impressive i think these last couple of days so being a worse performer as metaphor here worst performer as the ravens yeah that they they were not doing really well i mean i honestly expected this to be an offensive lineman yeah, I, sure. I really did. But the offensive linemen didn't perform nearly as bad as what I think people are expecting. Maybe this is just a, a, a one of those things where we've set the bar so low for them that mm -hmm. they managed to step over this bar <laughs> and it's just impressive to us. It's like you, we expect them to be a two out of 10 and they're now a four out of 10. And we're like, wait. All right, yeah, all right. Go. we've got their... an offensive line. Yeah. Um, so and I, also I, the Ravens' defensive line is not very good. They don't have a good pass rush. They're just not a good D line. So that plays into it. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's uh, so worst performer for me. Uh, I am gonna go. Man, I, I just don't really necessarily have one. So this is this might be surprising because I and take this with a grain of salt. All right. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Okay. I'm okay with that. The reason for it is just maybe, again, kind of the opposite of what, what we're doing with our offensive line here. I have such high expectation from yeah. Antonio Gibson. You stop with that. That <laughs> I have to come to earth, right? Yeah. I really do have to come from earth. He had a fantastic truck stick 
that he had yeah. yesterday, that would have been a tackle for a loss more than likely. Yeah. Right. That would have been a tackle. The guy, he got thumped and he thumped the other guy harder, but the guy wasn't trying to wrap him up. No. Right. And if he were trying to wrap him up, that probably is the tackle right down. there. So yeah. I, I just want so much out of Antonio Gibson. Like I really do expect this guy to have an amazing year. That he's he it is just surprising to me a little bit. And this is uh, kind of going to the next one that he hasn't really flashed yet. I'm an Antonio Gibson guy too, Nathan, but I, I don't I it's kind of like Jamin Davis. This is year three now for him, right? Mm-hmm. And when is he going to produce? Or maybe this is year four. I can't even remember. Jamin Davis would be year three. No, uh Gibson. Gibson is year four. Yeah. yeah, this is year four for him now. Yeah. So when when is he finally going to produce? And what have they done the last two years in the draft? They drafted a running back. Yep. And then this year, they drafted a running back. Yep. Last so, year's running back replaced him as running back one, even though Antonio yeah. Gibson had back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Now I He said didn't that, have back-to-back, but I know you keep saying he didn't, actually. The, uh, so. <laughs> He didn't last year. He didn't have a thousand yards. His rookie year, his sophomore year, he had back-to-back rushing, thousand yards, and then they drafted. Man, you're gonna make me pull this. I'll I'll look it up. You keep going. (laughs) Okay. They draft. Even though he had a thousand yards back-to-back, yeah, he drafted. (laughs) He had nine hundred something. He had seven hundred ninety-five as his second highest. Did he? Um, so <laughs> he had two solid years as a running back for yeah, Washington. There we go. Absolutely. There we go. He had 2,000 yards total. Uh, he had 1,000 yards Almost. is what it was. He had 1,000 yards from scrimmage his yeah. rookie year. He had 1,000 yards straight rushing his sophomore there year. Go. There you go. He, he has all the makeup to be a special player. I think he does, too. And I think that he's going to end up being what he talked about this offseason, which is J.D. McKissick. And there's we love J.D. McKissick here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, and yeah. so, again, this isn't a knock on Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. but this is – I had expectations for him to be like Jamal Charles of, mm-hmm. you know, prime Jamal Charles, right? Mm-hmm. And But he's J.D. McKissick. Right. He is not CJ Spiller 2K, right? (laughs) You know, thousand one. He's the guy later on in his career. And I and that's where I have to come with terms with my my love of Antonio Gibson. Because we all know I champion I well, I what used to be the the champion for the the Gibby fan club, but we can't call him Gibby anymore. Right. Uh, The AG24 fan club. Yeah. And I'm having to really come to terms with it. So that was that was my I'm thing. telling y'all, man, I've been saying they keep he keeps doing this on the yeah. team. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, he does. Now, at first, he was number one guy. Then he became slowly not the number one guy, share with J.D. McKissick. And then he loses it with, to B-Rob. And now they're like, okay, you're a third down back. It's like, what's next? A, a slot right receiver? Or it, 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 is, it is the rock cartwright uh, yeah, catching, man, catching kickoffs and hoping to stay on yeah. the team. Yeah. They're like uh, trying he, to just say, just go here and play. Yeah. Go there. <laughs> he, he, he's telling us Jamin Davis is, is going to be just fine. Gregory uh, saying Wiley looked horrible. Allison doubling down on that one. Well, um, not in these joint practices, though. You joint practice, joint he's practices. looked just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I can I give another, like, uh, can I sneak in another did, played really well? Yeah. yeah. Kind of a player that we haven't talked about at all. We haven't talked about. Not once. 
who's getting a lot of hype the last couple of days, and that's Andre Jones Jr. Oh, yeah. Right? He's the seventh rounder. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Seventh round defensive end out of Louisiana Lafayette? Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Raging Cajuns, I think, is what it was. Yeah, Raging Cajuns. Louisiana Tech? I don't even know. Somewhere down in Louisiana. (laughs) And he got... He got the the reps with the ones, some some of the ones today because mm-hmm. Chase is not out there. Some other guys did as well, but he got some time with the ones. And there's been a lot of praise for Andre Jones Jr. this camp, the entire camp, not just these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for him. I think he's making the team. I think that's pretty obvious. But if he's making the team, you're talking to guys like James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, who won't make the team because Ooh. you're not keeping – 15 defensive ends. Yeah, we're not drafting two this though. year. Yeah. And they've still got William Bradley King. Wow. That's probably your cut before. Yeah. Who do you think they'll keep? Four? Oh, man. I so, mean, you, you only is keep Dari so Mathis right? healthy because, like, you, your defensive line is going to be made up of both the defensive tackles and the defensive ends. So, yeah, you probably keep DNs. four DTs and. Maybe a fifth because you do love going to that uh, five set there. So what? That leaves you four edge rushers, maybe five edge edge rushers. Yeah. And what do you got right now, guys that are that are playing seven, something like that? You got Montez, Chase, Obata, Smith Williams, Two Hill, William Bradley King, KJ Henry, Andre Jones Jr. You got eight. eight guys. For like four spots, maybe five. Yeah, spots. five. Uh, they'll probably five. They'll probably keep five defensive wrong. tackles. Five. Who? How many did they keep last year? Someone look that up here. As I will concede, yeah. Will Diggs absolutely right. I totally botched that one. CJ two K is Chris Johnson, not CJ Spiller. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally botched it. As soon as I said it, too, I was just like, you're that, like that didn't sound right. That's wrong. That is definitely <laughs> yeah, wrong there. So appreciate. Yeah, I know, right? That out, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Big E saying Rigo's rag has Curtis Samuel as two great days. You bring up Stoner, our yeah. next thing, which is our biggest surprise yeah. of the uh, the camp, is Andre Jones your biggest surprise? Then, yeah, I have to say, Andre Jones Jr. has has really popped the last couple of days, and he's let's be honest, he's popped the entire training camp. He's gotten a lot of praise from the coaches, and you don't hear that. Have you heard anything about William Bradley King? I forgot no. he was on the team until I saw him on the stream right. and saw his name on the back of the jersey. I was like, I forgot he was still on this team. So you haven't heard it from those guys. James Smith-Williams, haven't heard anything from him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Andre Jones Jr. He's had a really good camp so far and last couple of days especially. Hmm. All right. How about you, Trev? Who has been your biggest surprise or what has been your biggest surprise of these last two days? Last two days, I'm going to go with Danny Johnson. I mm. think he's playing pretty well with the twos and sometimes one. the ones, too, as a cornerback. He had a nice PBU today that was on a highlight I saw. Um, he's been he's been around for a long time, too. Back when we had Fabian Moreau and somebody else out there in the corner, he was there, too. He's always yeah. found a – he used to return punts for us a couple of times. He's a special teams. He's found a – it's like a, Jerry, a poor man's Jeremy Reeves. Not a poor man's Jeremy Reeves, but he's a Jeremy Reeves in the cornerback position, you know. Hmm. making it not making it making it not making yeah, it back and forth and, yeah so and he's kind of held his own in in camp in his two practices lately so i'm gonna go with danny johnson the cornerback that's a good one 
Yeah, fair enough. By the way, defensive ends listed as eight on the roster last year. Chase Young, Casey Tuhill, Shaka Tony. Oh, yeah. Who's going to find himself on the street very likely. Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, Benning Potato. Oh, yeah. He's still, he's there. still there. He's yeah. still here. F.A. Obata and William Bradley King all saw playing time with the Washington Commanders yeah. uh, last year. So, uh it, now you got to add in the guys like Andre Jones in there. Uh, absolutely rock man telling you hit that like button. Absolutely must do hit that like button. We appreciate everyone jumping in here in the chat. Let us know what your biggest surprise has been. And if you're one of our audio listeners, hit us up on our Twitter account. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as far as who your biggest surprise is. Uh, in fact, we got a community post. So I'm going to get to those here. I forgot about that for the best and worst performers. My biggest surprise, if if you're going to take Andre Jones from me, because he's definitely been the one who I Ooh, think I stole him from you. You stole him oh, from me. <laughs> I'm going to double back and go back to that that uh, that offensive line has not been horrendous. Okay, they've not been great, and they've downright been bad at times. Yes, but I was fully expecting them to be like that. Has been my concern. I am a howler. I absolutely think Sam Howell can be the guy for Washington. The only reason why I say can instead of will be is because the offensive line worries the ever-living daylights out of Sure. <laughs> and they're actually doing their job. And, and, and EB is also doing a great game planning here where we're seeing more of these short intermediate passes, the pockets being moved. We're seeing some of this stuff where it's just like, okay, get these guys time to gel. So that's, that's what we need. And hopefully good things will continue, but that's been probably my biggest surprise is that I haven't had to cover my eyes mm. watching huh. this offensive line. Sure. play. Uh, right. Tinsley looking good to Greg. Uh, Gregory there, absolutely. The young wide receivers are looking good. It's going to be a hard, Another hard one. time here. Bruce Glass hitting you with that like and subscribe. Absolutely. Thank you again, Bruce. Um, metaphor, biggest surprise is Cole Turner staying healthy. So far. So far. Yep. He's also done pretty well. Trout going with a different tight end. So we spent all that time in the warm-up <laughs> bashing oh this God. tight end room, and now we're going to use John Bates finally making a catch. A uh, little tongue-in-cheek answer there. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's going to be kind of an interesting thing to see where things develop with this team because there's definitely some good things here, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. There's a couple other things I also wanted to point out about these last two joint practices, and I think Steve uh, from Command This mentioned this earlier, but the facilities, the practice facilities for the Ravens are outrageous in terms of how nice they are hmm. just seeing them on did you see the building that was like behind the field it mm -hmm. looked like a like a mansion type area and they had stands on both sides of the fields and yeah. and we talked about how they you you see like when the players come out how close the fans can get mm -hmm. to you know giving them high fives as they come out on the field yeah. how they only allow kids to get autographs and all it's a first class organization absolutely no doubt so I thought that was something that stood out to me as well. And then also when they had the first day, which was Tuesday in the morning practice, when they came out and the commanders by all accounts pretty much dominated 
that morning, the, the first hour of the practice. The commanders were ready to go. Yeah. And even the beat reporters said in prior years with these things, the guys, you know, their their swagger and their ego is there, but their talent and their preparation wasn't when mm-hmm. they do these joint practices. The coaching staff had these guys ready to go to work yep. from the jump yep. on day one. Yep. And and that's different than what we've had in this uh, organization for a long time. So that's something I wanted to point out as well. That was a surprise to me as well. Yeah, fair fair enough. Now let's go to Trav for what has you most excited or worried, whichever one on that scale is it going to be for you. Watching these practices, what has you most excited? EB's offense. Mm. I'm excited to see how he's going to scheme us, what different players he's going to use for, for different schemes. Um, are we? I'm a little also concerned too because, like, it's a brand new offense. We have a lot of new faces, new quarterback. Seems to be getting it in practice, but practice is different than game. Are we going to look like we learn a new offense, or are we going to look like the same old struggling offensive mm. team that we've been in the past? Yeah. So Scott Turner is a good play caller. Well. He, he is a good play caller. He just didn't know the right players. He didn't get the right players in the right position. Play design, I think. Play was design, design. Yeah, yeah. Design, play calling is where calling. he struggled. Yeah. Play design. But EB's both. And mm. I'm, I'm really excited to see, because you keep hearing Sam Howell in every interview saying they watch a ton of Kansas City Chiefs film. And we all know who the Chiefs are on offense. I mean, they got Blake Bell looking like a Travis Kelsey Jr. out there sometimes mm. at tight end. So, like, I'm just really excited to see if we're going to look like an actual NFL offense yeah. or just a bunch of talent that has no idea what we don't know what to do with it. And we don't score any points, but I'm very excited to see EB with these young uh, players on offense, offensive scheme. Uh, Trev, before we get to stoners here, yeah. round the table and in the chat here, how many times will Washington score more than 30 points this season? Oh, Wow. How many times? Seventeen with, with games. Schedule two. Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna historically go five. thirty. Yeah, historically thirty points. We haven't. I'm when's the last two, time we two scored to three? We two might do week eight. one against Arizona for yeah, real. I, I need somebody <laughs> to look this up for me. You know, one of either it's Stoner who looks like he's looking at it. Guess somebody come in here. Somebody's got to tell me how how many times in the last decade yeah. have they scored thirty points? Because Five in one year, and I might have a heart attack. <laughs> right. That is, that is absolutely crazy. Trout saying four, metaphor with five. Alcatone going all the way to seven times. TJ with five. Allison saying three. Uh, our man Roger with seven. Rockman at four. Gregory at eight. Eight times, Gregory? <laughs> have you seen our schedule, Greg? Gregory, by the way, thinks that we're going to be like five and like 11 or something like we're going to win five <laughs> games, but we're going to win five games with this defense, but scoring 30, 30 or, you know, or more times, eight times Gibbs uh, with three times shout out Gibbs old school, who always makes sure to know that it's the offensive tracker, not just the standout tracker, Kevin Ford at four, uh, Stefan at six, uh, Ethan at two, Theo at five, J world. One time, that actually seems probably the most realistic. Wow, one How time—that's it. Realistic. 
again, you got to think historically, this is a team that just ha- hasn't put points up the board. I do think it's going to be three times that they score. I am interested in seeing where this goes. They might get close a couple times, maybe 27 points here or there. I would just be mm-hmm. happy if we can consistently score in the 20s. Yeah. We can wait to the thir- get to the 30s till next year. Just consistently <laughs> get to the 20s this year. But I'm very interested in seeing. All uh, right. What do you got, Trev? Do. Uh, the last decade, Washington Commanders, football team, and Redskins have scored 30 points or more 18 times. In wow. a decade. Yes. In a decade. That's 160 that. games minimum. Yeah. So Plus a couple years, so it's 102 games worth. Maybe did, a few playoff games in there. Maybe. We did it twice in 13, twice in 14, four times in 15, three times – no, four times in 16, two For times in 17, one time in 18, one time in 19, one time in 20, two in 21, and one this past season against Philly. Yeah, I once yeah a hundred plus games, and they've scored thirty or more points eighteen times. Yep, that's that's less than twenty percent of your games. Yeah, one point eight per year that they've scored. Wow, three. If we can get three this year, I will be over the moon. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I mean, I got a little carried away. I said five (laughs) at the beginning. My, uh, that's why I'm like eight from Gregory. We got yeah. uh, even if Gregory doesn't think the defense is going to be as good. I mean, you got seven from Roger. Uh, Roger is getting back in this team. Uh, reminder: name change on Roger here. Um, he said seven, and this is he historically has been very down. But now Scott Turner's gone, and he's getting yeah. behind that EB offense. He thinks that we're going to be uh, just absolutely smashing this. That would be oh man. I'm telling you, three and I'm over the moon. If we get eight, I probably, I probably, I'm on the ground. Someone's gonna have to get the, get the machine out because, good lord, that would be something. What do you got, Trev? Uh, the teams that that we did that to, starting with the Brown, uh, Bears, Chargers, Jaguars, Eagles, Bucks, Saints, Bills. The Bills. When was that? 2015. Oh yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, Browns, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Saints, Packers, Giants, Dallas Giants. Falcons, Eagles. So pretty much hmm. lower tier the NFL outside of. Well, I mean, each year there's kind of a difference there, but I will yeah. say what I like hearing there was there are quite a few NFC East teams yes. on that list, which that yeah. kind of helps because I think you need that. Gibbs is throwing a 40 burger at least one time. Shout out to our man Gibbs there. Um, all right. Stoner, yep. what what is the thing that's got you most excited mm-hmm. or worried about going this season? I'll tell you what, uh, what I'm worried about is that I'm so excited. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. I said that kind of earlier in the show is that Mm -hmm. I'm scared because things are going so well and and we're just not used to it. By this time, we've either had some sort of controversy or we're hearing that uh, Heineke keeps throwing YOLO balls (laughs) or Fitzpatrick is on some water slide going down and hurting himself or you know what I mean? It's there's or always Gilbert, our COVID quarterback. Yeah. There's <laughs> always something. And right now you got this new owner, you've got upgrades to the stadium. You've got uh, um, um, talent on both sides of the ball that are, that are living up to it. And you've got this quarterback that nobody, well, nobody, I didn't expect <laughs> to do what he's doing so far. And that's got me worried. 
It's got me worried that I'm getting Ashburn syndrome and I'm getting it really, 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 really bad. And it's going to put me in the ER and then someone's (laughs) going to tell me that that it's it's it was all a dream or something like that. So that's what it it is. I'm just I'm worried that I'm excited. That's I I want to get crushed. There's a lot to be excited about. You got the the new ownership coming in. You've got these talented players in positions that could be difference makers for Washington. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot to do with that. Uh, Will Dig saying you're going to wake up and we'll be Super Bowl champions. <laughs> right. pinch, pinch me now. Pinch me now. Pinch right. me now. The uh, I, I already said the, the thing I'm most worried about is the offensive line. And if, if anyone sure. wants to put in there also a worry or you would, you did a worry stoner. So if you wanted to do something you're excited about, I'm going to give give a second option here. And kind of doubling down on what Trev said with the EB front, but I am excited to see, again, at least average QB play. Mm-hmm. If Sam Howell is, is the 15th best quarterback in the league this year, mm-hmm. we have won. I don't know what we're winning, but we've won. <laughs> okay, We've won that, the QB sweepstakes. We've done it. We've right. done it. That's how bad the quarterbacks have been here for Washington since Kirk Cousins left. He was he was probably middle of the pack when he was here. Maybe even some would say a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, RG3's rookie year was absolutely special. But this we've been devoid of doing it. So if we have a guy in a second year who is the 15th best quarterback, mm-hmm. then there's a lot of promise going forward for this team. Yeah, And that is what I'm most excited about because it right now looks like we have a quarterback that we might actually see starting not just this season, but next season. But doesn't that worry you? It does worry me. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. It, it's got to worry you a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 we always get ash burned. It is definitely a problem. But we'll see where it is. Allison saying Sam Howell will be 13 to 15. Uh, metaphor 15th QB gets us participation trophy. He's going top 10. Mm. Uh, Trout with me here. Howell literally just needs to be average. And we get a near complete offense. O-line just needs work. O-line needs a lot of work. They do. Do you O-line think, needs a lot of work. Do you think they pick somebody up? You know, after everybody makes all these cuts and there's a thousand guys available to be picked up, do you think they pick up a guy who is potentially could just go right into a starting guard spot? Is that yeah. possible that they do yeah, that with, off with the, two weeks before the start off of the, the waivers? Season? Probably not. Yeah, no, it'll be no. a depth person who they they pick. It's probably someone we might see throughout the season, but. That's only because we having a healthy line is is very <laughs> difficult there. Yeah. Uh, Gregory, Bruce, both going to the offensive line is the biggest worry. Uh, yeah, Jay Devine catching up with us as uh, Sam Cosme has actually been one of the surprises or one of the good things from camp. And Sam Cosme, by all accounts, has looked good and mm-hmm. the guard spot. And I mean, he should. He's an athletic guy. That's one of the reasons why they took him a few years back ago. He also needs just to stay healthy. Maybe the move away from tackle is what he needs to do that. So we'll see. 
uh, how that goes. Gentlemen, the joint practices have been a lot of fun, but we have a full game to talk about and preview. Now, we will be doing a preview, full preview with our Believe counterparts over there with the Ravens, but we want to do one with you listening right now on our flagship program. So stay with us as we head to the cool down to preview the Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens. 